I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Preach with Rashad. We are the prophets coming at y'all live from 12 Hour Sports Radio, Aha Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you may be listening. Rashad, what's going on? Not much, man. Another day, another dollar. <laughs> Shout hey. out Dame Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first of all, Dame been on a complete tear. He is devastating the league right now. I, I don't know what's it what was it like what's in him right now. He just wanna start out here. Man, that's everybody. Shout out Bean, RIP. Hey, for real though. Um, hey Bean, man, hey, we... hey Bean doing that space jam, take away by the body. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna get his by any means. Uh, so we had the Super Bowl. Oh uh, man, I thought it. Was, I thought it was a great game. What about you? It was just alright. I mean, it's cool. It's cool. Nothing crazy. It it was definitely better than last year. I, I guess. I guess that's why I think it's a great game because you know last year was all defensive. You know. Really, I think what well, I don't think a, a touchdown pass was thrown. I think was, I think Michelle scored, if I'm not mistaken. Or, well, I, don't think was, uh, I, I don't know. I think probably James White. I think it was James White scored. All right. Well, yeah. So we we didn't see any passing touchdowns. So maybe maybe that's why I think is 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 probably great, just because you had a you had a more high scoring affair. But either way, four thousand Chiefs, pretty much teams that have been they were good the whole season. Uh, your surprise team, the four ers did make it this far. And um, it, this game, this game was a lot of up and downs. Um, so I mean, first uh, we, we can we can recap it. How do you how do you want to start? Um, you know, for the 49ers, the whole time been dedicated on the run, and that's been their driving force all season. And in this game, Moster was held under sixty yards. Coleman was held under thirty yards. Um, outside of Debo on Debo Samuel on the on the sweeps, you know, the run game was pretty much you know limited. Yeah, I don't think they were hell. I think the plays just weren't called for them to get a lot of yards. I mean, they, they kind of didn't run the ball much the second half and the first half. You know, of course they're going to rotate guys there and not right the high hand, but they really didn't run the ball a lot in the second half. Yeah, we didn't – We like, <clears throat> I know I know we I, – I know I kind of messed up. I thought Kittle would have a better impact. Um, I think he had like 36-some yards. Sanders didn't have a big impact. Like a lot of – a lot of the Fortnite offense that was good all season kind of, you know, outside the running game faded out. Like Sanders didn't have a great postseason. Kittle didn't really have a great postseason. Um, and as it really was all the running backs. And this game, when they didn't call a lot of running plays and they started passing a lot, 
you still you still didn't see the you still didn't see the results. Is what I guess what I'm getting at. Yeah, just game, it's a game script thing, you know, with what Green Bay throw the ball eight times, so that's gonna cap all receivers production when you only throw the ball eight times. And then even the game before that, you know, they were up by so much, it's like they're feeling no need to throw the ball. Like you just run the ball. I think he threw it sixteen or seventeen times in the division around. So I mean, when you don't have to throw the ball, it's gonna always cap what receivers can do. And it was kind of right. the same thing in Super Bowl. He he threw the ball more, but at the same time, he a lot, of, with it. A lot of yeah. them I don't even consider throws because like they were like little touch passes to Samuel. So I don't really consider it a throw, but it's counted as a throw versus you know when you pitch it, it's considered a lateral, so it's running play stuff like that. So it's kind of like just semantics, but. They had plays that did do a little bit of damage, but nothing like in the passing game to kill which got called for a PI. And of course, the bomb of the Sanders was overthrown. So those would have been like the big passing yard plays. So let's, let's talk about that killer play. So, um, so, so after the Chiefs decided, you know, they uh, three not three now, but they had to punt the ball. Cal Shanahan let what 30 seconds come off the clock. We had two to three timeouts, get the ball. And you know they, I think they ran it. Chiefs called timeout, and then that's when Kyle Shanahan decided I'm gonna draw some up, and boom, a 42 yard pass to Kittle. Whether it was PI or not, I mean, you know, that's more of a judgment call. What do you think about what do you think about the call in general, and, and then the Kyle Shanahan wasting a lot of time before deciding to uh, before deciding to make, make call that big shot to Kittle. Well, I mean the. Uh... So let the time bleed off. That happened first. So, I mean, that kind of was the snowball of everything. When you got them on third down, you kind of got to go ahead and call a timeout. Like, you you can't take the timeouts with you. Like, right. it's just not a parting gift. They, they, they start over second half, so just go ahead and call a timeout. I mean, that would have changed how the entire half ended, honestly, because they would have had more time to run their plays. They wouldn't have had to rush. Because really, that, that killer play was really a rush throw because – that only happened because the Chiefs had already called a timeout. Right. <laughs> Some other stuff. So, you know, that was kind of like out of force. So, I think Shanahan messed up by not calling timeout. Like, I look at it from like a Belichick standpoint. He'll, he'll burn a timeout to get the ball back, save some time, and then execute. So, they should have called a timeout. They would have saved you 30, 35 seconds. Now, the play clock was at like 40 seconds. So, you would have saved 30, 35 seconds, would have had more time. You, you wouldn't have lost that time or the time on the punt, let it get there, the guy catch it. You would have saved 40-something seconds. And that would have you more of a chance to run your offense and execute and still had two timeouts left. So that was kind of the the beginning of the downward spiral, I guess you, you would say, for like the first half because you left for nothing. Kittle, right. to me, it's not a P.I. because if you're going to call it, you got to call the same thing against Rudolph in the Saints game. So, I mean, I can see it going either way. It's a 50-50 call. But to me, if you're going to keep it consistent – you didn't call Rudolph. You shouldn't call a killer. But we saw it happen. I knew they're gonna call just because he did extend his arm. Yeah, I, I I thought that was I thought the the, the killer call was was suspect. I mean, you you can call a pass interference all the time. I mean, a lot of guys fighting fighting all the whole, and if you fight the whole way, I think that's why they didn't call the Rudolph one because the cornerback was fighting the whole time. I guess in this situation, the corner was getting beat and and killer extended to get open. I guess because the corner wasn't fight, fighting with Kittle, maybe that's probably why they, they decided to throw the flag. I don't know. I, I don't really know what they be thinking sometimes. But do you think that – because I, I got a strange hunch that maybe maybe he thought that 
the Chiefs would be able to score before second halftime is why why he didn't. I don't know. Like think about it. Like think about it like this. Like if if they stop the ball and they make the Chiefs punt the ball, they don't call timeout. They're wasting time. So it, if they go three and out, Mahomes don't have time to score. And I was like, I, I thought about that. I was like, maybe that's probably why. I, I'm trying to give you more justification of why he did what he did because he had to think about it. Because you saw like John Lynch in the booth, like. Time out, time out, time out. Because he know he knows to save time. Let's try to get a touchdown. Let's try to get points on the board because that can change the outcome of the game. And I was thinking, like, did he not panic? But did he realize, okay, my quarterback is not like the other quarterback on the other side. And I, I think maybe that's probably what happened to where he like, I'm gonna run some clock down, and then we make it happen. We make it happen. If not, I'm content with going into halftime. I'm tied up. And, you know, that's a conservative approach. And it's not always that bad because we know this Chiefs offense can score in a blink of an eye. But do, do you think that has something to do with it? Maybe, like, he didn't – he didn't tr- Jim Jr. threw a pick in that, in that uh, first half. So maybe he didn't trust Jimmy G. He didn't trust the O-line. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like he – it had to be something else why he didn't call that timeout. I mean, I, I assume so as well. But at the same time, you can't coach scared in the biggest game. Like, you got to go – like you could have really put the game somewhere out of reach because even if you call timeout, I mean, you gotta just trust your. That means he don't trust himself, but you gotta trust your own play calling that you can. <laughs> right. You you gotta trust your play calls where all right, I'm gonna get down here, we're gonna execute, and we can still if we get to the point where we can either get a touchdown or kick a field goal, I can always just run some plays, make them burn their timeouts, and we can still score three or six and hope that they don't have enough time to. To do anything so to me that that leads more to himself as well like if you don't trust your quarterback you gotta trust your play calling too yeah but that's all that's the only thing i can think of like why because think about it, if he if they get the ball and they go three and out i mean it's possible and they put the ball back to Mahomes. let's say he got a minute left i mean they teach had timeouts too he got a minute left you know any reason not gonna, and uh eric being me they're, they're not gonna hold back they're gonna try to go score a touchdown or at least get down the field so I think I think he was he said, Well, I'd rather not I'd rather not give up that big play going to halftime, making the momentum change versus I got, you know, I I would say a little a little handle on the game. But I'm not saying momentum was with four niners, but at least it wouldn't be in the Chiefs' favor. And I, and I think that maybe got to his head, crept into his head a little bit because you know you know as well as I know, momentum can change and just like that, you down, you tie game, now you down twenty one. So it's possible. So I don't know. You you might you you're right though. You should not be scared in the biggest in the biggest game of the year. I mean, this is a game that changes legacies, changes everything, and you you cannot you cannot do that um, with Jimmy G. Whether you have whether you have Tom Brady, whether you have Peyton Manning, you, you you shouldn't be scared. You should be ready, and like you said, trust your own play call. Yeah, to me, that's that's Kyle Shanahan's fault. You got to trust your play calling that you can protect your quarterback or. You know, he can execute or your running game can take off and get you down the field. And then the second part is even if you do go three and out or you do get a little bit of time off the clock but not the full amount, you still got to think about, okay, even if they do score a field goal or a touchdown on their own, we're still getting the ball open in the second half. So it's not like we're out of the game. So it's right. like you, you have nothing but upside. We can go into the half, up three, up six, up seven, and we can potentially add on another three, six, or seven. Outside of halftime, well, let's just say worst case scenario, we don't do that. They get the ball, they go up 13 10 or 16 10, 17 10. 
you can still come out the half and tie it up and still be in the game. So it's like you can't play scared. There, there's no downside. I can see if you would think, oh, well, they're already up 17-10 and we're going to get the ball. We don't. Like, I can see if you was thinking, like, they're already up 17-10. I don't want to get in the ball before the half. They go up 20-10 on me. But y'all were tied up, and at the most they could have got up was three or seven. They weren't going to go up 10 or 14 on you. Right. Now, so with, with that being said, his, that being his fault, do you think Kyle Shanahan blew the Super Bowl? Because I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of people coming out saying, "Oh, Kyle Shanahan did it again," and I'm I'm sorry, we can we cannot have this narrative that Kyle Shanahan blows Super Bowls because, in my opinion, scoring 28 points, which last night I'm not counting that Damian Williams uh, touchdown. I, game was already over, really one first down, I was game, so he scored. But usually, 28 points is good enough to win a Super Bowl, and outside of the Eagles and Patriots game. For a while, it's been enough, and I don't know. I don't know if a lot of people really want to blame him for that Patriots loss when he's the offensive coordinator, and then blame him from this as far as blowing it. Because even even if he has a, a, a imprint on this, like like this, the first half um, clock management hit the defenses for both of those games gave up forty nine points in the fourth quarter. Like that's crazy to think about. Twenty one to the Chiefs. And the Patriots, I think, mean, I think they probably score at the end of the third quarter. But still, it's like two or three minutes left when you up twenty five, and that, and basically in two quarters they put up forty nine points combined. And I don't know, if we can put, I'll put that on Kyle Shanahan. And I don't know, I don't know if he, what you think, but I don't think he blew it. Um, I think the first half was managed terribly. To me, it felt like some Bill O'Brien shit. Like, like, like you know, that's that's some Bill O'Brien would do. Not Kyle Shanahan. He hadn't done it all year, but. If you think about it, Cal Shanahan, he really doesn't put the foot on like he doesn't put the uh the foot on your neck and, and and pound you to the ground. Outside of the Panthers this year when they blew him out by like 40, and the Packers first time they played, you know, he kind of he kind of just you know ran the ball and, and that was it. And you know, they had a lot of one possession wins because teams come back, but they run the ball, the clock run out. And this situation, when you're playing a guy like Pat Mahomes, as you saw in the playoffs against the Texans, against the Titans, no lead is safe. I mean, you can say he blew it, but at the same time, to me, it's never all one person's fault. It's a, It just depends upon which angle you want to take. Yeah, they mismatched the first half, but that was still only just one part of the game. You got to still think about, okay, the Chiefs, Chris Jones made defensive plays. Fuller and all these guys, they made – they knocked down passes. They got pressure on Jimmy G to make him do certain things. Like he overthrew Sanders, right? There were a few times he – didn't stay patient and miss Kittle or miss somebody on the throw. So you still got to give Chiefs defense credit for what they did. So, I mean, you can say Shanahan didn't run the ball enough, mismatched the first half, which he did, and stuff like that. But you can like you can always, you know, depending upon – it's results-based business. Depending upon the result, that's what you criticize. So if the Chiefs lost, well, Mahomes threw two INTs against the defense. You can't do that. So, you know, it just depends on which angle you want to take based upon the result. And Shanahan's on the bad side of the result, so he'll take all the blame. But if they, they kept running the ball or Jimmy G hits a throw here or there and changes the game, he's the hero, more likely MVP, and Shanahan's the boy wonder. So it just depends upon which angle you want to take. Right. So, um, and that's exactly right. If, if Jimmy G steps in that pocket, hits Sanders on that deep, that deep route that I actually thought, I was like, when he threw it, I kind of like, hold on now. I stood up out of my chair, and I'm like, oh, this might be this. This is it, and you know, overshot him about like maybe five yards, and 
that would have changed the game around, like you said. That that changed it. Every, everything that happened last night is flip flopped, and you don't know what you're saying. You call you're calling Kyle Shanahan a genius for drawing that that up, but now we call him a choke artist because they didn't win the game. And like I said, you 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 got a ten point lead in the fourth. You you really you really can't just sit on it. Like I mean, I don't, I know you stopped them all day, but how how long do you think you can stop a a Pat Mahomes in his prime, a Peyton Man in his prime, Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady? How many how many times do you go out there and stop? Stop one of these quarterbacks for all game long. Like you know, you know, and I know that at some point they're gonna get together. And I, I heard somebody say this, say this before. That it was like Pat Mahomes is kind of like the the Splash Brothers for the Warriors, Curry and Clay Thompson. You might have them capped up all game. They might be 0 for twelve. All of a sudden, bam, 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 threes in a row, and now you down ten points. Like it's kind of like it's kind of like the same situation. Like that, that's that's pretty good comparison because. They have the they have the ability to make magic very very quickly, and we saw against the Texans how twenty four zero meant nothing, and a ten point lead at twenty four zero mean nothing. You know 10-0 doesn't mean like or twenty ten doesn't mean anything either. So um, you can't really sit on it. And I understand, and a lot of a lot of plays like they were still like second and five, third and three. It's not like the four ers were constantly in third and longs. So that, that that didn't that didn't happen, and they have pretty a lot of options to to get on the field. Yeah, it's just one of those things where people always got to take the the left angle, like oh, the, you know, like the way way left angle. Oh, he blew it, he screwed up, and I guess that still coming from like that whole Falcon situation. Which I mean, you can't really blame him for the you you can blame him for that. At the same time, you can't because with the Falcons, that's a huge lead, but at the same time, it's only one half. The game's not over, and he was trying to stay aggressive. With Matt Ryan throwing the ball and to Julio and all these guys trying to put the game away, but when you do that, you're also risking incompletions, stopping the clock, and that team had some athletes, and of course you had Brady, and they made some plays. Yeah. The defense got that strip sack on uh, Matt Ryan, and the whole thing just kind of went into a tailspin. That didn't really happen here per se, but some similar things did happen as far as Chris Jones and guys. You know, getting that pressure, they knocked Jimmy G down a few times. Like he, he took a bad sack. It was just like little small stuff that can, and that's only, that's only twenty ten lead. So right. <laughs> just little, just little small things can happen that'll change the game. I like that. Now I, I know I know exactly where the 49ers lost the game. Now I won't say lost the game. I was, okay, I would say this. I know exactly where the Chiefs stayed in the game. That third and fifteen play. Now r- remind me what happened before that. Cause remember. What wasn't like a, a catch or something? They reversed it. Talk, yeah, talk, yeah, talk, yeah, talk, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He let he caught it, but it really had hit the ground. Right. So, so, so that call got reversed. So that was second and fifteen. Now it was third and fifteen, and at this point, I think it's like six to seven minutes left in the game. You still down ten, and you like it's, it's third and fifteen. You have you have to convert this because you put the ball back. You're wasting another two or three minutes off the clock, and you're still down two possessions. To be able to Hit Tyreek Hill wide open. Matter of fact, down the field, what forty to fifty yard gain? That that's really that's really uncalled for for the Fort Niners. You can't give up that big of a play on third and fifteen because you know if you if you got the field right there, put the ball. You it's six seven minutes left. You're wasting two or three minutes. And let's say I mean this this is the Fort Niners calling card. Once they get the lead and you giving the ball back late in the games, they're gonna run it down your throat. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan would have been aggressive. I, I think he would have ran the ball because he know long the top the clock run out. That's it. 
you can't come back. There's no, there's no more time on the clock. So I think I think that was the game. That was the play that changed the whole. Like that's your that's your Edelman. You know your Edelman catching off somebody. You know one foot type of thing. That's your David Tyree. That's your Gronk last year against the Rams when uh, you know Rams had miscommunications and Gronk was wide open for almost a touchdown. I think that's that play that changes the whole game. And that was one of them. That third and fifteen, you you can't like. I I just don't know. It's it's crazy that Tyree Hill is wide open down the field that deep. You know, and that's that's kind of something they have to look at and be like, man, that's where we lost it. Not that's where we lost the game, but that's where we that's where we had the chance to put them away. No, that was kind of one of those things where they had been kind of bracketing him the entire game, always having two three guys close by. So when he did get to catch the ball, they could just gang tackle him and get him down because he's so shifty. But that was just one of those plays where he kind of ran across the formation. He didn't just run to a spot. Well, whenever he was running to a spot, they could always just kind of cover him. But he ran across the formation. So you know, he ran from the right side of the field to the left side. So at that point, it's kind of like, well, who's got him? Right, and he, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he's so fast. I mean, he, once he gets behind one or two people and nobody knows who's got him, plus you got Sammy who's fast. And really, I thought Sammy was one that really turned the game. When he, when he beat Sherman on that play, I thought that was one of the more game-changing plays. And um, who was uh, Daniel Williams' score? I thought those was kind of like the, the, his first touchdown. I thought those ones that really like changed the, the complexion of the game. But, yeah, the Hill play did lead to that because it had, you had to get the big yards down the field. Yeah, I, I just think I, I like like I said, Tom. If time running out to a team that wants to run the ball, that's that's just the that's just what I thought. Like would have changed the whole game. I don't I don't think Chiefs I don't think Chiefs come back and win that if they don't convert that. I mean that's that's my opinion. We don't know what, what would happen, but I mean putting the ball back again and again at some point that Cal Shanahan running scheme was going to work. Like it, it, it's not like most of was having a bad game. Like I think he had like maybe like what eight carries for their yards if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, 12 carries, 58 yards. That's 4.8 a pop. Like, he was having a good game. They just didn't run the ball off, like you said earlier. So, at some point, if, if they had, if they only had to run the ball and Chiefs had to stop it, I don't know if Chiefs does or not. Yeah, I thought they kind of should have leaned on Jeff Wilson more. Like, if you're going to let Jimmy G throw the ball, just keep your pass catching back in the game. Coleman can catch pretty good. But even though he was off the shoulder injury, they didn't probably want to use him that much. So, I would have just let Jeff Wilson stay in there for a few more carries because he he can run the ball, but he's more of a pass catcher. So I didn't I didn't see the downside of why they wouldn't still hit him in the flat for a few screens because a few screens that Jimmy G did throw they were terrible screen plays. Like I know he threw one kind of high and they lost like three yards on it to Samuel and he threw two or three other screen patterns that were just like why are you throwing that right there? Just do something else. Right. Do you think they should have kept going? You know, obviously you can't do it all game long because it don't have that same effect. But you think they should have kept more Debo Samuel sweeps or at least the fake to him to draw the defense to that side? I mean, I think maybe maybe more of that, maybe more put Debo because every time he got touched the ball, it worked. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I don't know if that maybe calling that more or even, the, like I said, the setup towards a play action off of it. You know, I think I think it's a lot of little things that Kyle Shanahan probably could have done better. And like I said, I, I I can't blame I cannot blame him for, for for like saying he blew this game because one one play changed the whole game. Like Jimmy G to Sanders, boom! Now now you're up 27-24. Now Mahomes got to go down to win the game. Because I remember I, I texted you, I was like, man, I want I want 49ers to go three and out. I want Mahomes to go take the lead. 
to win the game, and then I want Jimmy G to have a chance to go win the game. And I did get what I want, and yeah, I, I want to see Jimmy G come through. And I'm not saying he did because this is like, I mean, pressure pressure in your face. It's not like you have a, a, an advantage. Like it's not like you got a six four receiver who can go make a big play. Like you got to you you need the scheme to work. And when they know you don't have to run the ball, you have to pass it. You know, that's when you get predictable and and, and come at and just. Terrell Suggs and 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 Frank Clark. Hey, put your put your nose down and just go get them. Like they they was they was in Jimmy G face like so so was um the four on the pass rush. They was all up in Mahomes face all game long too. Yeah, that was just because they didn't run the ball enough to keep them off balance. When they were running the ball effective, they weren't getting to one. I mean, it's just really you got to just have a. I know Kyle Shanahan likes to do a rhythm play calling. He kind of goes off the what the game is giving him. Like, oh, I'll do this. And then he'll kind of hit you with a surprise play like those Debo Samuels sweeps, all that kind of stuff. So he's more of like a rhythm play caller. But at the same time, man, you got to go with your bread and butter, just run the ball. They haven't stopped the run all season pretty much. So just go ahead and run the ball at them and just <laughs> see, right. make, make, make them stop it pretty much. I mean, now, now the, the Chiefs, since that Derrick Henry game, were better against the run. Now, you can say, okay, well, they didn't play that many great running backs. Okay, that's fine. But – yeah, and this is this is one of the best run defenses in the league. I mean, run offenses in the league. And yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs probably, probably, you know, they actually they did pretty good good Derrick Henry. So maybe maybe they had that confidence that and hey, we can stop the 49ers too. And I don't I don't know which is better to play against. To me, I think a three headed monster like a you know with Coleman and and Monster was was Breida inactive? Uh, probably so. I, I think I think they miss him a lot because I know when he play he you know he you know he plays plays hard all the time and I, I think I think they missed him a lot in this game because uh, he I know when he plays he's a difference maker too so well really a lot of people in that in that system are but um I, I was kind of, like I, said, I was kind of disappointed in Kittle I'm not saying that Chiefs didn't have a great game plan but I felt like he needed to have that impact I thought you know when they didn't pass the ball that much in the division round or in the wild card. That they would try to put him in the game because you know you know he's a he's a, he's a changer game changer against the Saints fourth and two giving the ball in, in space and he made it a 20, 30 yard game like I don't know I I feel like they, they should have probably utilized him more stuff like that I don't want to I don't want to harp on the Fort Niners too much um, because they play a great team the Chiefs do you think or how many how many quarterbacks you think in this league? Could have deal with Mahomes did yesterday after you threw two picks, being down ten with seven minutes. Um, how many how many quarterbacks do you think with that same, I guess with the same roster and everything that could that could generate this this comeback? There's probably about six guys that could have did that. And 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 that's and that's why I think like when you when you have the, this this is the reason why those elite quarterbacks are making the money, or that's why you want to have that elite quarterback because like you know, uh, a a Matthew Stafford probably doesn't doesn't help you get out of this. Um, you know, uh, a Kirk Cousins do, doesn't bring you back like this. But a guy like um, a Patrick Mahomes, a guy like Russell Wilson, like those guys can those guys can generate some kind of spark and, and get you back in the game. And I, I I feel like I feel like that's you know that's that's the reason why QBs are overvalued because. You know, you can't just have that running back who can, who can just take over and and win. Um, and Mahomes, after that pick, I mean, he just started going off and uh, two touchdown passes. I think he had over like 150 yards after that second pick, and he 
he, the throws he wasn't making, he started making. And like I said, it's only a matter of time for guys like that to take over. It was just a perfect setup. You know, they 50 years since they last won the Super Bowl. This is February 2nd, 2020, and Reed's overall 222nd win. Like, it's just so many little ironic things that kind of happen. So, I mean, I'm not mad they won. And Reed got a Super Bowl. He's been around for 21 years as a head coach, plus many others as an assistant coach and stuff like that. So, you know, it kind of just helps that whole storyline of Mahomes is on his trajectory of being the next great QB. How many can he get? Because it's kind of like the same thing that Aaron Rodgers did when. McCarthy was there. I think they got knocked out their first year by the Falcons. Then the next year they went and won the Super Bowl. Uh, I forgot. They beat the Steelers. So, you know, then his third year he won MVP. And Mahomes is kind of that same thing. He won MVP his first year starting, Super Bowl his second year. So let's see how his third year goes. But, you know, him and Aaron Rodgers are kind of in that same little little thing right there. And who knows what they have with the Chiefs. They got to pay him big money. They got a few – Skill players locked up. Let's see how they continue to build a defense out, offensive line going forward. Now, with that being said, paying paying Patrick Mahomes forty million dollars. That's that that was the rumor. I don't know if you saw the headline. That was the rumor of how much like he would he would make, or that they wouldn't give him. But is winning the Super Bowl now easier to stomach? Let's say let's say they never get back to it again. Is that easier to stomach paying a forty million dollars because you got one, or, or you think you think you think regardless, it doesn't matter because now you really can't do anything. No, nah, it wouldn't matter whether they won or lost. That guy's gonna get a, he's gonna get a blank check anyway. He's just too good. Hey, you're right about that. Now, hey, I, I told somebody last night I was like, if he goes out here and win this Super Bowl, he's getting forty million dollars, and if he lose, he get thirty nine point five. Like he's still gonna get whatever he wanted. Um, you know. It, 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 I wonder if it's in the CBA, is it like you have to take this and this and this? Because if I'm the Chiefs, you might as well just lock him up his whole career. Like, I mean, I know it's you know it's hard to do that because you don't want to box yourself in, but you can't you can't let this guy get away. And if he is, and that's great. Brady stayed for ten plus. Rodgers was ten plus years. Even the Matt Ryan for ten plus years. So. You might as well go ahead and get this guy six years and and just call it a day because, I mean, you you, not, you can't get no better, right? Yeah, most times they always offer like a five year. Sometimes you may see a six year. But I think they'll probably go like five years, two hundred, and then they'll revisit again around that fourth year and extend them, extend them out again. So, you know, I just want to see what happens with the coaching staff. Like Andrew Reed, he's in his early sixty. I think he's sixty one, sixty two. You know, coaching is the kind of job you can do for a long time, as long as your health holds up. So, Andrew Reed could stick around for another five to eight years and stay with him, or he may – he's not going out on top. He's not leaving right now. So, you know, he could stay a few more years, or does he want to keep being to me around and succeed him? It's just a little, little small stuff like that coaching staff-wise. And, of course, you got to look at roster-wise what they decide to do. I, I'm, I'm looking at the roster right now and looking at the contracts and when they expire on, on using sportstrack.com. It's a pretty good website. Um, so I'm looking at it right now. Frank Clark right now is five years, 104. He signed that last offseason. So he's there for 20, to 2024. Tyreek Hill is making $18 million a year. That will expire in 2023. Now, these are the next guys. I'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen. So Sammy Watkins. 
he's his deal expires next season. Do you think it's best to just let him play it out or go ahead and okay, I, we won't have we won't have him, so we need to go ahead and you know let's let's trade him and get some picks because we're gonna need we're gonna need this draft capital because we're not gonna be able to sign people no more once Mahomes get his contract. Uh, Tyron Matthew making fourteen million dollars right now a year. His deal expires two years from now. Their best offensive lineman, Eric Fisher, expires the same year. Tyron Matthews does. He's making twelve million. Kelsey, who you know, you can argue who's the best tight end. But let's say if he if you say he is the best tight end, he's making nine nine million right now. So you're gonna you know you know he's gonna ask for more than that. His deal expires the same year Matthews and Fisher expires. Um, Hitch is the linebacker. His deal expired twenty twenty three. He making nine million. And after that, everybody else is you know pretty much you know, a solid, a, a easy number to, 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 to stomach. If Mahomes go to 40 million, which all, all, everything says you got Matthew Fisher and Kelsey for only next season. And after that, they, it, it will expire. Do you, you think what, what kind of, what kind of, I guess, what kind of move you think is, is going to happen? Because when the cap space gets, gets smaller and you have to move here and here and here, you, you can't, you can't afford a lot of stars with this. And they they have been drafting pretty good. I, I, I would say that. Um, but what do you think? What do you think they they have, they have to do to avoid this? You know this, this catastrophe because once once Mahomes get this million dollars, like you can't do anything. You're gonna be you're gonna be cap strapped and and trying to pay to uh, Kelsey market value of the best tight end, Matthew making market value of the best safety because he's only 27, um, Fisher only 29, one of the best left tackles in the game. He's going to want another contract. Like all these guys are making this money. How can you? How can you afford all these stars? And then don't forget about Chris Jones this year, who his contract is up. Yeah, you gotta just number one coaching staff. You gotta hope that they continue to use Miko Hartman, Denard Robinson, all those guys to their fullest extent. Damian Williams, uh, the other Darvin Thompson. So you gotta just still hope that they continue to use those guys to their fullest extent. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. And then secondly, I think Sammy, you know, he's already kind of discussed he may sit out for a season comeback or whatever. But I think if he's cut or released, I think he has like a little small. He, he, it's like a small amount, I think, for like a dead cap hit. I'm not sure, but. I think, you know, it's up to him whether he decides to come back or not because he's already kind of hinting around he may sit out the year or whatever. So uh, that'll kind of depend upon what he decides to do, especially with the Super Bowl win. He had a pretty good game. And then as far as from the GM side, they're going to have to figure it out. You got to maybe take that that Rams approach of pay everybody but start bringing in cheap vets, Eric Weddle, Clay Matthews, Dominican Sue. You might have to go the cheap route of just – you have a core of maybe three guys and then just kind of put cheap, cheaper vets around them and hope it just carries you through to the end of the season. 
Yeah, I, I think once I think you can you can draft a receiver basically every year and or at least an offensive weapon. And with having a guy like Mahomes, I think you're gonna be fine. Like you saw how good Miko was, you saw how good Demarcus Robinson was. And on defense side, as long as Swartz stay there, it's, it's Swartz, right? Yeah, Swartz. Long, as long as he stay there, the defense the defense wasn't as bad as it was this year. Defense, defense coordinator? Yeah. Oh, they, they, got, they, got, they got Spagnola. Spagnola. They look the same to me. They, 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 I feel like they both won and lost at the same same team. Probably not. But, um, but yeah, so, so either way, Spagnola, um, his, def- his defense, they, they was, they was, I thought that was pretty good this year as far as – the second half of the season, they was one of the best defenses in the league, which alluded to this Super Bowl run. Um, yeah, as long, they, as long as they can keep hitting on draft picks, man, I, I think they'll be fine. Um, they they have one of the best GMs in the league, so uh, I mean, I mean, look, look, look at what he did. He was able to get Frank. He traded D four because he knew D four wasn't the what. Well, D four D had one good year. There's no way I'll pay you after one good year. I, I just can't do it. Frank Clark had multiple good years, and he's younger. Um, you know, and more established. So that was that was a, that was a good move. Getting Tyron Matthew, you think Tyron Matthew like is on that Hall of Fame stage yet, or you, you think he still got a couple things to do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just by the numbers, he 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 won't be a first ballot guy, but just for this era, he's he's been pretty good. I mean. I know when he came out of college, his stock had kind of dropped because of the other stuff that was going on. But right as a pro, he's been he's been solid as a pro. You know he he hasn't really won defensive player of the year or anything like that, which is really hard to do unless you have like a crazy crazy season. But he may be uh, trending towards being a second third ballot guy because when you look at the safeties of this era, it's not too many that you can really put above him. Right. Um, so I'm saying all this to say that like at the end of the day, it's going to be about Andy Reid. And whether he can write the ship with the team that he gonna, he's given, because one guy taking up a lot of cat space it will hinder them at some point. But if Mahomes is that great, then we should see them still be successful. Um, before we change gears, coaches with Super Bowls, uh, I think you said what is nine of them active with Super Bowl rings. So I kind of want to just go through it real quick. We ain't got to take too long, maybe three or four minutes, but. Let's kind of let's kind of rank our our coaches with Super Bowl rankings with with the Super Bowl. Uh, this this even includes John Gruden, who uh, won back in what, 2002 with the Buccaneers. Um, so you had like Doug Peterson from the Eagles a couple of years back. McCarthy won with Aaron Rodgers. We mentioned that uh, John Harbaugh with Joe Flacco. You had Mike Tomlin winning two. Um, Andy Reid finally getting his. Sean Payton back with Drew Brees back in what 09, and then. Of course, Bill Belichick with as many as he got. Um, so easily, we both got number one, Bill Belichick, the GOAT, the greatest coach of all time. Um, so, but I think after that, that's where everybody's going to differ. So uh, I'm, I'm going to let you guys have the floor. You, you go and give me your rankings. Yeah, I think number number two is really up for preference just because Andy Reid, out of everybody else, he's the only one who has like 20 something years. Everybody else is around 10, 12, 13, 14, something like that. So, he has the most extensive resume, but he just, he really just added his chair on top of his Sunday just the other day. Right. So um, I always lean Pete Carroll as second just because of you're in Seattle. You know, he went there two seventy nine seasons, and then they drafted Russ. He had the sense to, we're not going with Matt Flynn. We're not going with Tavares Jackson. We're going with Russ. And – I think his record with Seattle is like a hundred wins and 
I've got many losses he had, but basically once they got Russ, they're, I mean, 2013, won the Super Bowl. Yeah, after that, made it back. Could have been a two-time Super Bowl champ if y'all give Marshall Lynch the ball and don't throw it. Man. So, <laughs> man. <laughs> and and then just considering what they had to go through as far as like their division being so tough, like every every year he's been it's been a revolving door of oh the Cardinals were good, then you had the Rams kind of make a little comeback. Now the Four Nines are back on top. So you know to be able to to maintain and keep pace, always winning ten games except for like well with Russ always winning ten games except for one year when. They lost and missed the playoffs on the tiebreaker. They've always been up there. So I gotta give Pete Carroll number two. Who you have um, number two? For me, for me, I have Andy Reid. Um, like, like you mentioned, the extensive, you know, uh, coaching resume. I, I think I think it takes a lot of if you if you can win it with B with B level quarterback a lot, like consistently winning a lot, 10 plus games, you know, I, I think I think you're a pretty good coach, especially when you don't have no outliers like Oh, I got the best defense in the league. Like I don't, I don't believe Eagles or Chiefs ever had that when he had McNabb and Alex Smith. Um, I think so. I think he always had a solid roster, and he was still able to win games. And like you said, this was the cherry on top. All he needed was the Super Bowl, and I thought once he got once he got Mahomes, it was pretty much a matter of time before he got it. Um, so for me, it'd be number two. Um, number three, I would have Mike Tomlin. For three, I have Andy Reid. Like. It, it's just like a little, like I said, semantics. Right, like, right, right. Like, I, I didn't put on Pete Carroll, but I think he's right there next up under, up under those two guys. So, I have Reed at three, and I have Tomlin at four. So, not a huge gap. Right. And the reason, the reason I, I have Tomlin ahead of Carroll, and you got it too, is because I've seen I've seen him without stars. I've seen him, like, win – Win with just a you know just a great defense and a, a, a regular quarterback. Then Big Ben became a super superstar quarterback. Defense is still you know still solid. They winning, winning, winning. Could never get over the hump. And then lost Bell, lost AB, lost Big Ben, and still was on week seventeen had a scenario that they made the playoffs. And you know as with changing the quarterbacks back and forth because they both sorry. I thought. I thought he, and I thought he like I, I pretty much think me. I think you mean you had the same idea that Mike Tomlin, at least if he don't win Coach of the Year, should be a top two, top three vote getter. Um, you know, I, I think John Harbaugh and Cal Shanahan was one and two, and then I, Tomlin to me should at least been three for the job he did. And I think I think that's that's why I, I probably put him there just because I've seen him without without the stars. Um, and, and that's why I put him at four because he's had those same people. Hasn't made a Super Bowl with those guys, right? That's and true. then you then you gotta look at they had a few years where they were going like eight and eight with these same guys, and then well, this past year, or well, this you know the season ended now, so I'm going to this past season, but it, that was nothing short of incredible to put together what he did with Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph, but at the same time to not be able to make a Super Bowl with the the big bees, and then you had a few years in between when you were going eight and eight, and that kind of started leading to the he couldn't on the hot seat stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Pete Carroll and Andy Reid the nod over him. Right. Um at four for me, I'm still didn't I'm still not naming Carroll yet. I I went John Harbaugh and that was before I I feel like he's one a coach that can play any style, which you know he's showing it. Now, you know, with, with a Joe Flacco, a pocket quarterback, then you have Lamar Jackson. I I, I think he's a being a special teams co- uh, coordinator and then going to head coach. And we're gonna see if Joe Judge can follow this as well. I I I think that that makes you more of a 
you know, players players play for that special team because you know because that's where you you got to make your livelihood sometimes on special teams. And I feel like he did that, and as well as players and being able to play any style, different different rosters, aging players, young players. You know, it's always like a it's always a revolving door in Baltimore as far as like star players, and they still you know always win. So I mean. Like I said, like you said, it's all about preference, and I, I think I think what John Harbaugh was able to do, you know, he he's always going to be consistent, which all these guys are. So, uh, but I like John Harbaugh just a little bit more, just a little bit, tad bit more than Carroll. Yeah, I don't have him much lower. I have McCarthy at five, and I have Harbaugh at six. I put McCarthy at five because when he was with Green Bay, they were almost winning the division almost every year. You know, winning nine, ten games, and they had like one eight seven in one year something like that but for the most part when he had Aaron Rodgers they were winning games the division and they didn't really start falling apart until the end when Rodgers got hurt and then of course on that year he got fired they were kind of just off to a bad start I guess that kind of of course were rumors oh it was stale Rodgers wanted him out the door so he didn't get a chance to finish his last season there so it had kind of come off the rails then but I still think what he did for Rodgers' development and stuff like that, he deserves five. And I gave Harbaugh six since you already mentioned. I gave him six. Um, as a GM, coaching staff, ownership, all that kind of stuff, your job is to put together the best coaching staff possible. And I think Harbaugh benefits from that. Like they have Lamar. Oh, we got to get Greg Roman to make this work. Or when they had Flacco, they had guys to make that work. So and I think just outside of – the Super Bowl year where everything was else Ray Lewis's last year, Flacco got hot, made his money. It was kind of like lightning in a bottle, but he still has won some major games, like going to Foxborough, beating Belichick, which <laughs> Tomlin hasn't done. Right. So, <laughs> so I mean, I got to give Harbaugh – I'm not knocking Harbaugh. I'm just giving him his props. But I can't knock the guy for always having a good coaching staff because he's – you know, he, he's one of the most – He's probably the most underrated coach because nobody really mentions his name in that top five, six, how we're doing. So um, I think I think he's six, though, and he could. I wouldn't argue with him for putting him up higher, honestly. Um, and then, yeah, so then after that, I do have Carroll five. I, I think Carroll is one of the smartest coaches in the league. Um, and, but see, I, the, re- the reason why I, I, I put him a little lower is because, like I said, he's smart, and I would do the same thing. Uh, but he's masking a lot of his weaknesses not as a coach, but for his team. And, you know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I, I would say this. I think he's holding Russ back slightly. Of course, Russ is one, of the, in my opinion, a top three quarterback in the league. Um, but I, I feel like Russ, I feel like Russ is on the same level as Mahomes. And obviously when you got Mahomes out here having the greatest season ever last season, and then his past year when he won the Super Bowl, you know, even he got hurt, he still had a great season. And that's Lareed letting him be Mahomes. And I think Carroll's not letting Russ be Russ. And that's because he know that he know that his team is not not where it needs to be. You know, after you know, after you lost Legion to Boom and you still just had Bobby Wagner, you've been kind of rotating in that pass rusher. Okay, I got Michael Bennett. Oh, okay, let me get let me get Frank Clark. Oh, okay, he wanna get paid. Let me let me get Clowney. And you know the defense is still trying to. He's still trying to get it right, and I, I think once he get it right, he will let Russ be Russ. But it's like you know, we always talk about this. We, our favorite saying is is Russ a bust for Seattle, and if you no know, Russ don't have a great game, you know who who can you rely on? And you know I think what Mike Tomlin did, I don't think Kara can do. Like if if if, which of course Russ is better than Big Ben at this point. 
But if he lost Russell Wilson, I don't think he. I don't think they stay. I don't think they even be like five hundred or even close to it. You know. So um, that, that's that's my only thing. I think he mat he masks masks weakness a lot. But like I said, that's that's the that's the genius part of him as well. Well, you had number six. I had Harbaugh six. Oh, uh, this this is where I put Peyton. I, I put Sean Peyton over McCarthy. McCarthy had seven. Um, and th- that that just that's probably more just because of of. Just because of play calling, both of them offensive. Uh, McCarthy, you know, let Rodgers just, you know, they've had a freelance a lot while Sean, uh, Sean Payton has shown that, you know, even if it's not Drew Brees, I can do it with Teddy Bridgewater. I think, I think, I think just seeing stuff like that makes it, makes him maybe put him over him. It's not like I'm thinking McCarthy is so much worse than Payton or Carol or something like that, but me seeing him do it with, Drew, uh, with Teddy Bridgewater and even throwing out a guy like Taysom Hill, you know, more creativity. McCarthy being stagnant because he has an Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think I think that once I see once we see him in Dallas this year, um, I think that can that can skew my mind a little bit. But uh, for right now, I, I put uh, Peyton then McCarthy. And I had Sean Peyton at seven, and I only put him at seven because of, I mean, some people may put him as high as three, four, or five, but to me, he's seven because every guy we've mentioned: Belichick, Brady, Tomlin, Big Ben, Andy Reid. You know, he had McNabb, who at the time was considered one of the better quarterbacks. Alex Smith, he's not a bad quarterback, but he's a pretty good quarterback. And, I mean, I can name everybody. Mike, he had, Reed had Mike Vig. Now he got Mahomes. Right, yeah. like, it's like, basically what I'm trying to say is everybody on this list has had a great quarterback. Peyton, Breeze, Rodgers, Rodgers, McCarthy, Pete Carroll, and Russ. So, everybody has had that guy. But none of these guys have been going – Seven to nine, four, five, six times. So when you have and you're your offensive guy, I mean, I understand that's probably the genius of their offense that they were patched up so good they had to go. They were going seven nine because of him and Drew Brees. But to have that many, you know, seven and nine seasons, and all that kind of stuff, uh, really no significant playoff wins since the Super Bowl. I got to knock Sean Payton down a little bit. No, that's. That's a great point, and because know, at least yeah. McCarthy was getting back to NFC championships, they did for losing. Right, but at least Sean, Sean Payton he had multiple seven and nines. They haven't really won a major playoff game, and I don't know how long they've been collapsing yeah. for the most part. Oh well, yeah, and he, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people want to get mad about the pass interference call, but hey, Drew Brees threw a turnover, a terrible pass in in overtime. But nobody wants to say nothing about that though. Um, and then for the, I think for the final spots, I think we got him in the same. Um, John, John, John Gruden, Gruden and, and, Doug and, Peterson, and Doug Peterson, eight, nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's that's pretty much whether you want to say Peterson in front of Gruden. I got Gruden and Peterson, and um, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you really can't really say too much about any one of them. But man, Gruden, Peterson got their little fluky ring, and then <laughs> then John Gruden. I I gave him props because when he was with the Raiders, they were good. And then we know we had to hold him a Dungy swap, and he wouldn't. People say he got Dungy's ring, but at the same time, he had the Raiders contender for one and could have got it with them if it went for the tuck rule that started Brady's Belichick run. So, I mean, as a commentator in the booth, John Gruden been number one, but on this list, he's number eight. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You're right though. But no, yeah, you're right though. That that Gruden, like I know a lot of people say, like yeah, yeah, it's Tony's ring. He played the Raiders in the Super Bowl. <laughs> like, like his his team was good enough, so it's, it's not like they was bad. So, yeah, and Peterson, Peterson, I, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he's not a bad coach. I'm not a good coach. I he just, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's a top ten coach in the, in the NFL. 
I think, like you said, it's a fluky ring. Nick Foles had the greatest greatest playoff run in history because he was throwing 400 passing yards in all three games. Like, I, yeah, it's he's not going to do it again. Even though he got crossed the wind, a better quarterback, he probably won't do it again. Um, before we go into the last little fun game, all right, so I'm going to play this out to you. So Brady wins the MVP, loses to Peterson in Super Bowl. Mahomes won MVP, lose the conference championship game, and then Brady wins the Brady wins the Super Bowl. So Lamar wins MVP, loses in the divisional round, and then Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put this. Who wins the MVP next year, but also will lose in the wild card while the Ravens win the Super Bowl? If if this trend continues. If you had to choose, if you if you say if Ravens win the Super Bowl. If you, is there somebody who wins MVP, but he gonna lose in a wild card? Who do you think it would be? I mean, I would hope the MVP don't have, play in a wild card <laughs> game. Honestly, I mean, I don't care what the top buckets <laughs> are. If you the MVP, I'm hoping you got a 12, 13 win seed, you know, win season, and you win a division round at least. But I mean, I think long he plays sixteen games, Mahomes can be MVP every year. So unless somebody has a crazy narrative next year, like yeah, unless, right, yeah. Cause like unless somebody just comes out and dominates crazy, like unless that gets paid and goes crazy, or you get, I mean, Russ come out and do something crazy. Unless somebody does something crazy from the QB spot or from the running back spot, I think as long as Mahomes plays fifteen, I'm gonna say fifteen games because you may rest week sixteen. Long as Mahomes plays fifteen games, he's MVP every year because he gonna put up the stats. Yeah, the only person I thought of, like you said, it, but it has to be a season like this year where the three seed is just as good as the one seed as far as record wise. Like, you know, you're playing the wild card. And a couple of guys came to mind. I was like, I, I said Dak. I said, I said maybe the Sean Watson, um, you know, team that might have a high record, but, you know, they, they'll blow it in a pail. Like, I think of somebody like that. So uh, I thought that trend was funny. Like, Super Bowl, couple championship, divisional, got to be wild card. But then the MVP who lost the year before, won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's only happened twice, but I, I just want to – that'd be kind of crazy if it happened again, though. Like, I don't think it happened again because I don't think Baltimore has that kind of year again because – Right. I mean, we're, we're, assume, yeah, we're assuming a lot of things hold steady. Well, you know, change for the better. Steelers would have been a 10-win, 11-win team this year had they had just some – any offensive help at quarterback <laughs> right. and, and, and running back. So – I'm gonna go ahead and pencil Pittsburgh in for a playoff spot <laughs> this coming up year. But I think if you were looking at like a potential big story for next year that could maybe get into the MVP race, like if the Browns did something crazy with Baker or um crap, Jameis does something. I depending on what, what team he goes to, what if he cuts it down from 30-30 to 42 and 15 or something, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a crazy, crazy story. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see. All right, so all right, well, next – I think it was the, the All-Star game next week, right? Yeah, the 16th. So the, the draft's going to be coming around soon. So me and Rashad thought, hey, let's, 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 do, let's do a quick little draft of what we – you know, not really what, what we think will happen, but what we would do if if we were LeBron and Giannis. So Rashad's going to be LeBron. I'm going to be Giannis, Team Giannis. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to draft the starters first and then draft the reserves. And then hey, we're gonna put up and y'all and we y'all y'all tell us who y'all think has the better team. So uh, I guess we need to, we need to flip for rock paper scissors. I don't know how you want to do it. Um, I don't know who who won first pick because whoever get first pick in the starters, 
the other, the other one will get, get, first get some reserve. So yeah, so I mean, if you want it, you you got it. You, if you want it, you got it. Go ahead, you, you get first well, pick. I, I I I can do that. That's fine. Well, well, with no Kevin Durant on the board, Anthony Davis. All right, so you go you go Anthony Davis. I pretty much know you're gonna do that. Um, so if I'm Giannis, it makes more sense for me to get uh, I, I gotta get Kawhi. I, I just you can't leave Kawhi on the board unless you get Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah, that's one of those you like. I ah, I can't do it, so I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Luka Doncic. Oh, good job! I was about to get him. I'm trying to tell you, um, you going Luka? I, I'm I'm gonna have to. It's an All Star game, so I'm gonna have to get somebody who who can light it up. And I would take I would take James Harden. And that's all. That's all the West. That's all the West starters. <laughs> hey, that's crazy. Hey, that makes the most sense though. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm going to see Yakum right here. That's a good pick. Um, because I, I don't want two bigs, I don't want MB. <laughs> no, nah, you're right, you're right. Um, he, he might, he might even play. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm gonna, all right, I got, I got hard. You know, you know what, man, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Kimball. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get Kimball. I'm gonna get me a veteran in there. So it's on you because I got LeBron, AD, Dungeon, Siakam, and the last starter. I mean, by default, I, I mean, gotta default, take default, you yeah. take Trey Young, and I take, yeah, AD. all right, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So in the reserves, man, what are y'all talking about? I'm gonna take Dane. He's he's on this. He's on a page, a red page like, right now. I gotta take him. I gotta take him. Like I really, I really don't need Trey because I mean, I'm gonna have LeBron handling the ball, Dodgers handling the ball. <laughs> Trey, I mean, luckily, all ball. Hey, he shoot. Yeah, luckily it's an All Star game, man. So, oh man, for an All Star game, I gotta take Dane. I gotta go, my boy, Dane Dollar. <laughs> and you're gonna take Dame right there. Shoot, let me get Russ. Yeah, that's that's smart. Also, a game, especially you already know what kind of thing he'll do. Um, so me having Giannis, me having Kawhi, me having Harden, MB, Kemba, Dame. Now, what do I need? I don't know. You know what? I pro- I'm probably gonna need another wing. So so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the guy who's leading Miami to the playoffs. I'm gonna take Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, all right. Cause hey, you know with the style this year, and first one first one twenty four in the fourth quarter. I need, I need somebody to lock up. He got to play some defense. Yeah, I don't know who I want to go right here. Like it's, Harden, it's, Harden can't Harden can't play. Harden can't guard nobody. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'm trying to think who I want to go right here, man. I'm gonna go another guard, man. I'm gonna go Mitchell. All right, I like it, I like it. Um, see, like like you told me, NB might not even play. So let me go get me go another big, another big man. Um, I'm gonna take. You know what? Uh, in the all in the All Star game, I'm gonna do this because he can shoot. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Jokic. Spread the floor. And he pass the ball. He probably do some no look passes and stuff. Just because I like this guy, I'm gonna go Tatum. Makes sense. Um, hmm. you know what? Let's see, Butler, Giannis can play any position I want him to. I probably, I'm, I'm going to need another. Hmm. I really, I really can't do this. I gotta let you take him, so I'm not gonna take him. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Bi Ingram. Uh, Brandon Ingram from the Pelicans. So I'm gonna take him. Bi, get him. First all, t- first time All Star. Let's see. We got still got Middleton out there. 
man, I got oh man, dang. <laughs> That's decisions, decisions. Uh so also again, he won't play that much. Forget it. I'm a based upon the four quarter format, let me get Go Bear. He said he's not gonna play them. <laughs> You're right though, he, he probably not. Um all right. Um let's see, I already got Giannis, I got Embiid, I got Jokic. I'm gonna keep that going. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my boys a bonus team international. I run up over here. Yeah, I was leaning what? him, but I was like, it's an also game. Like him and Gobert game don't really you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I they don't really fit a, they don't really fit an all-star format. And I'm thinking, all right, well, in fourth quarter, if I can get something with an AD go bear out there, no, I always got some defense out there at some point. All right, so three more spots to go for me. I'm not sure who I want right here, man. I'm gonna go Ben Simmons. All right, that's what that's what I wanted you to take because I just couldn't have him and Giannis on the court at the same time. And also again, Giannis gonna pull that thing. Ben might pull it too, though. Um, yeah, I, I just took Ben just because of the size, and I still got LeBron, Doncic, and Siakam. Like just just length all over the place, pretty much. Um, if I think how the game's gonna go, I got Giannis, so I'm gonna have to do it. I'm gonna have to take Middleton because he's a buck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it won't surprise me if Giannis like take him first reserves. <laughs> hey, he might for real, man. He might do it. Let me get Chris Paul. Ah, oh, that's fine. I'll t- I'll take I'll take I'll take Kyle Lowry then. I'll take that. Give me another guard behind Kendall. And, and they give me Bam as default. Right. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. I I I'll take I'll take my Giannis Kawhi, James Harden, Ibaka. Ooh, not Ibaka. Ooh, Lord, not Ibaka. MB MB with Kimba, Giannis, Harden, and Kawhi as my starters. Yeah, I like my team, man. LeBron with AD, his Laker teammate, Don Chip, Siakam, Trey, starting, and you got Russ, Mitchell, Tatum, Gobert, Ben, CP3, and Bam. I'll take that. Who would be your final five if, if it's tie game going to the fourth, the first one to 24 for, for our boy Kobe Bryant, RIP, what's the five you're going with to end your squad? If I'm coaching, I got to have LeBron on the floor. I gotta have AD on the floor. I gotta have Doncic on the floor. Let me see who else I want out there, man. He can't space the floor shooting wise, so I can't throw Ben out there. I like Mitchell's heart. I'll put Mitchell. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Trey. So LeBron, AD, Doncic, Trey. I'll go Tatum, man. Okay. I like Tatum a lot. Okay. I like Tatum. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Giannis, of course. Um, got to go Kawhi when it all said and done. Um, of course, got to go Damian Lillard. That's those three especially. Giannis, Kawhi, Dame. Those have to. Those three have to be on the court. Um, to end the game. To it's end like, the game. Don't, 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 don't laugh. <laughs> like, like, you think of like from a game spot? Like, who would fit? Right here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if I got like, I, see, I, I, I want I want to throw Russ out there because I figured you probably would go Dame and at least with Russ over Trey, he won't be a liability, but I want Trey for this shooting aspect. Right. And I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning 
I got I, I got to go Jimmy Butler. I just it's, it's hard to leave a dog like that on the bench. And, and, and like when you when you need to get a bucket, when you need to play strap somebody, I I gotta have somebody to guard uh, to guard to guard like either um either LeBron or, or, or Luca. I gotta put somebody on them. So Giannis, Giannis, Butler, Dame, Kawhi. I think because my team because these guys are all versatile. Jimmy can play the two, Kawhi can play the three, Giannis play the four. I might just I might just have to go. I really want to go NB though. Hey, you're gonna be killing me at some at somewhere. But NB NB in all star game is unstoppable though. Like you remember when they had like they had like triple team him because he, he they couldn't stop him. <laughs> hey, when he healthy, man, MB dominant, man. If all right, if NB plays, I'm going NB. And, and if he doesn't, if he if he has to sit out, if he has to die, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. I'm a I'm I'm gonna go Brandon Ingram if 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 I, I and him and him and Tatum go at it you know that's 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 that match that everybody want to see who better hey and, hey hey low key man like this this is all the, the debates everybody have Trey versus Doncic Bi yep. versus Tatum stuff like that so those are like all the Russ versus Dame Ben Simmons Mitchell for Rookie of the Year that's that's another one yes yeah, so like you want to look at it like that yeah like those are all the matchups people kind of debate a lot like I, I just like Tatum I like where his game is going and I feel like with this lineup he would fit because LeBron and Dodgers can can both play on or off the ball then with Trey out there Tatum he, he can score it out the ball so I, mean, I want to put Siakam out there but I didn't want to have man. my same starting five I'm like I'm going right, to Tatum true, instead true. I was like, true, yeah. I was like, I think, I think, I think Dame and Jim Butler probably can't be denied because you you really can debate them as far as like when you talk about your first all team NBA, Dame's always gonna be in that race. And Jim Butler, no matter where he go, he always a winner. So I feel like he got to be out there. He's a dog. So hey, we're gonna put we're gonna put these up and we're gonna ask for everybody to vote. Uh I'm interested to see what everybody got to say on our on our teams though. Oh yeah, man. I, I think it came out pretty good. I mean, you you can kind of tell where we were going direction wise based on like who we started picking last. Cause like normally you would you would take Ben earlier, but based upon what you already had, you couldn't go go Ben with having already Giannis and Harden all those people. You right. really couldn't go Ben. Right. So I so I kind of got lucky to get him. So I got like more like a defensive team too with AD, um, go Ben, Ben, CP three, and and Bam puts on defense too. So tell me this. All right. So in our in our draft, Bam was the last pick. Who you think would be the last pick in the real draft when they do it? Sabonis. I don't really know about him. Well, I don't know. Le- 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 I don't Le- know. LeBron, Le- LeBron, might. LeBron. LeBron yeah. they, they, they watch ball, so I don't know. Because, like, I know LeBron going to take CP3 because that's his guy. And this could yeah. be their last All-Star game together. Because, you know, what the Thunder doing is crazy. So, it may. It may it, be. It may be Bam. I don't know. It's it gonna be somebody who game don't translate to all star. But like, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> but see, but, but see, I, I think Yana take him because they both international. That's true too. So like, I'm, I'm about to say, you know, like I, said, I think Middleton going first. And then, and then, and, and then, Le- LeBron love Bi. Like I know he liked Bi game from the Lakers just last year. So I think LeBron can you know take him early. It, it might be Sabonis, honestly, bro. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put up a poll for that too. Uh, Sabonis, Bam. I think Gobert and maybe Kyle Lowry. That'd be the four pick guys who might go last. So um, that's all the time we got. Uh, Rashad, anything else you want to say before we get out of here, man? Oh, no, nah, man. A lot of good stuff coming up soon. 
Keep on subscribing, liking the pod, following us on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah, review and rate. We need those. We need those. So, once again, with 12-Ounce Sports, our radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Preach care, preach root Rashad. We are the prophets. We out. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.